0: In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It is always game day in Cleveland. Yes, it is. And he's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. want to thank our friends at Smiley One and Bryant. They make it uh, happen here locally, especially. They are your heating and cooling experts right here in Northeast Ohio. All right, Daryl, uh, let's get set for the Indianapolis Colts. Um, you know, Gardner Minshew looks to be the starting quarterback this week. So we'll have a battle of backups in this. So yeah. take this from the Browns offense first. I And I, you know, we talked about this on our, uh, on our broadcast show today. And I was, I mean, I actually think, I, I don't think PJ Walker can go anywhere but up. So I do think we'll be better this week. <laughs> well, don't,
1: don't tempt fate, Baskin. <laughs>
0: All he's got to do is hand it off and try to get the ball up in the air, especially late in the game when there's. Uh, wide look, receivers.
1: I mean, the Colts got some good players on that side of the ball. I mean, their front's pretty good. DeForest Buckner's in there. Yeah, uh, you know, you got to, you know Shaq Leonard in the in the middle of the, the, that defense as well. Um, you know, I, I still feel like even if PJ starts the game, the Browns should win because uh, I, I just feel like they're the better football team. Gardner Minch is coming off a, a pretty craptastic performance last week. He had four turnovers. Um, I don't know. Maybe this is a, a real opportunity for the secondary. Like, everyone's excited because MJ Emerson was able to pick off Brock Purdy. It was Purdy's first interception of the year, and it was also uh, MJ's first uh, – I believe it was his first career interception. Uh, he said something uh, that I thought was really cool when we talked to Emerson on Wednesday too, Andy. He talked about the football from the interception he signed it uh they they i guess they have a crate nobody gets to take their footballs home they put them in the crate and i guess the the thing is is to show hey these are all these you know these are our plays now at the end of the season it gets to take it home but like for like the team thing yeah for motivation and stuff like that you take your game ball you toss it into the uh the crate uh for making a big play or whatever but um you know uh i i i just i feel like the browns are the better team On both sides of the ball, even with PJ Walker at quarterback. This is a game the Browns can and should, in my opinion, win. Um, but they just, they, they struggle with prosperity. Um, they struggle with two things under Kevin Stefanski that's, that, that bothers me. They're vastly improved at home. I think they're like 19 and 10 or something like that under Stefanski at home. That's great. The problem is they're not very good on the road under Stefanski. And, um, And then I think you mentioned earlier that that stat uh, after wins Um, where they're what three and 13 or something like that after winning a football game, that's, that's pretty, pretty terrible. Um, And it would be nice to see that them start to stack these wins. The Browns have never won more than four games in a row in this expansion era. They've done that like four or five times Uh, in 2020 alone, the playoff season, they, they won four in a row twice. So and previously before that, I think they had won four in a row just twice. So uh, they doubled their four-game win streaks, but they haven't gotten to five. And when I look at this, I, I kind of like want to put that as a goal this year. Win five in a row. Not only make the playoffs and, and things like win five games in a row. Really, really get yourself a nice stack of victory pancakes there. Right. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I am concerned about that, th- those two items. The fact that they don't – uh They tend not to follow up wins, and they also struggle on the road.
0: So, Daryl, what you're talking about is something that I've kind of harped on the last two days. I don't want to hear the word stacked. This franchise is the last team in the NFL that's allowed to talk about stacking until Uh they do it. You made the point. Four-game winning streaks are the ceiling for this franchise since 1999. Uh We all walk into this week's game feeling super good, that the Browns defense can help them beat Indianapolis. Well, you know what? San Francisco felt really good coming into Cleveland last week, assuming that they were going to get a win. So I'll say this, and that's why I was kind of surprised when the word even came out of Kevin Stefanski's mouth after the game with the word stack in there. I was like, you're the guy, and Andrew Barry's the guy that says, we look at everything as a one-week season.
1: Yeah,
0: Man, I, I mean, media can say it all they want. I don't want to hear it from the Browns. I don't want to hear the word stack. The only thing I want to hear from the Browns is Colts. That's it. Zero. Zilch. I don't care who they play the rest of the season. They have one game. And for them to be able to put stuff together, it just it hasn't happened since 99. You just laid out the framework. So I, I don't I don't think this team is in any position to take any game for granted. And I and as a fan, I'm hesitant because now I think back to last week and how we buried the team. I, I did too. You know, we both did. You can read it in the comments on YouTube how much we buried the team and, ha eat your crow, blah, blah, blah. I don't keep those comments coming. But I'm still never going to look at a game as, hey, they're going to get their you-know-what's kicked in this game, or, hey, they're going to win this game.
1: Well, I I, kind of have to pause you there because I, I don't feel like the Browns are taking it for granted
0: yeah I don't either. I, don't I, I, either. I, I, I think I no am being nitpicky.
1: I get it. I yeah, get it. I think what Kevin's trying to impress upon them is exactly the point that we have been making. The fact that they can't they've never really been able to get it together and really put together any sustained success, right? They've had some success under Stefanski. He's the winningest coach since 1999 since this, since this team's come back. He's got an above 500 record uh, as head coach. But what they've not been able to do is carry that from week to week. So I do feel like that they're still focused on that boring ass. We just want to go one and O this week. I still feel like that they're focused. Okay with that. I am too, uh, but I'm still going to make fun of it. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I, I I feel like that they you know they're saying, hey, it's time to put together one and oh's. You know what I mean? We went one and O last week let's get 1 and 0 again this week and let's get 1 and 0 next week and the week after and 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 start stack i think that that's where that stacking is is coming from not from a standpoint of oh we know we're walking into Indianapolis and we're just going to kick the crap out of the colts for four quarters come home with our dub and and get ready for uh, you know our trip out west to to face the Seattle Seahawks so Uh, I got to push back a little bit on that. I don't think that they're taking anything for granted, especially with the Sean's situation up in the air. And and look, I'm hearing the same thing come from, like, for instance, the defensive players, right? I am still hearing the same cliches that drive me nuts, but I get it. Like, I'm still hearing the same stuff over and over from them. I haven't felt or heard, a change in attitude or a change in tone from them. It's just let's just keep candling our business. Let's keep going out there and doing what we do. We know we are good. Uh, you guys, congratulations, are just starting to figure out that we're as good as we know that we are, but we have to keep going out there and proving it week in and week out and showing that level of consistency. They had a little hiccup against Baltimore. Um and they're looking to make sure that that doesn't happen again. But guess what? I got news for you folks. This is the National Football League, it is going to happen again. This defense is not going to be able to hold teams to two touchdowns a game or you know, seven, you know, uh, you know, 14, 15, 16, 17 points per game. That's just not the that's just not the modern NFL. They're going to have a game where they're going to give up 24 or 28 or 20, you know, something like that. Um, but the key is that the offense does enough to make up for that as well because um the the other thing is is the browns and i gotta look this up but i think andy if my memory serves me correctly 2007 and 2020 are like the only two years where the browns scored more than 400 points in a season wow i i maybe there's a third season in there like i said i gotta look it up but i am pretty sure that those are the only two years like that needs to be a goal score 400 points in a season, right? And now that you're on the, uh, now that we're on this 17 game schedule, the averages change. If you score 400 points a season, that means you're averaging 23 and a half points per game in today's NFL. It, uh, under the 16 game schedule model, that means you were scoring 25 points per game. So I kind of look at like the offense, their goal now needs to be, you got to score at least 400 points this season, right? In yeah, fact, that makes sense. you should be in the 425, 450 range. Okay. I mean, there are teams that score five, 600 points in a season and they do it on a regular basis. The Browns struggle to get to 400 points in a season and now they got an extra game to do it. So, um, you know, it, it's, I, I, I feel that the offensive problems are very small and very fixable. And I think they, they
0: need more help at running back and they, they need to get another receiver active. Like I well, look at when they, I look at the offense, but you need to start with a quarterback and you got some health issues on the line.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, mean, that's kind of how I, see it. I just think that this freak out over Kevin Stefanski right now is just, it. it's beyond overblown and premature over a very vocal minority of the fan base. Like let's see when Deshaun gets helping.
0: louder when they lose. That's all it is. No, I, and no, the other part of it,
1: no. I it, it was pretty loud this week after they won.
0: No, I don't, it hasn't been on our show. It hasn't been too loud. I will say that. I just, I, I, I'm the other topic that's going to come into play here too, is that, you know, was the Deshaun trade worth it? That's going to be on the line for the rest of the season. No, I think that's, so because
1: that'll be on the line after this season,
0: because I think again, people, it's going to heat up towards the end of the season. I, I know, but I'm starting to feel it now. I mean, we, I'm starting to hear it.
1: We need, we need, we need a body of work here. Okay. It's too early to say, well,
0: that's just it. There is no body of work. So that's why some fans are starting to say it was this trade worth it. I don't know. We'll see. I,
1: you know, I can't, I can't argue. I, I can't argue. And I,
0: I think it's going to be a growing topic moving forward, but if they win this week, it, it goes in the weeds. You he's know, getting, no one's going to, and,
1: and he, you know, he's got the pressure of getting over this injury. He's got the pressure of coming back and, and needing to light it up. And show everybody, right? We got we 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 got a taste, and he mentioned it on Wednesday. He's a little frustrated because that Tennessee game was like the first time that he really felt like things were starting to hum along for this offense. They were really starting to hit the ground running, and then he gets hit on that shoulder, and towards you know as he's going after that happened in, late in the third quarter, he, he's I think it's in his head like, damn it, like I we just got this thing going, and now. I don't know what the hell's going on. And a week later, you know, the night before the next game finds out, oh, this might be a four to six week deal, but it's day to day. It could heal fast. It might, it might not heal fast. And here we are in week four of this whole situation. And he's not practicing yet. As of when we record this podcast, there's a chance when you, if you are listening on, on Thursday or Friday, uh, which we appreciate, um, that he might be back on the practice field and 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 getting himself ready to go. But um, I, I'm of the belief that if he does not practice on Thursday, Andy, you cannot play him against Indianapolis. You can't oh, have I'm him I'm totally with you, Darren. Totally you, you, can't, you can't have him practice one. His last full practice was September 22nd. The last time he was on a practice field was September 29th, and he wasn't throwing a football. Like, he was, he wasn't just limited. I mean, he was limited on the injury report. But he was extremely limited, as in he didn't throw a football. So it, it's been a while since he's thrown a football in practice. And with all due respect to his talent and, and, and all that, I, I just don't think it's realistic to have a guy miss nearly a month and then if he's able to practice on Friday, you're like, hey yeah you're gonna you're gonna go ahead and start here we
0: go go play you're right all right he's daryl ryder i'm andy baskin for our producer meredith kane thank you for watching it's always game day in cleveland we really appreciate you watching on youtube we've had a lot of great feedback for that feel free you want to rip us we don't care hit us up on the bottom and and why don't you give us a comment on the show or give them any ideas rip us come on it doesn't matter no it's good rip praise whatever you want to do it's all good uh we appreciate the feedback no matter How you do it, and of course, we love the fact that you're listening on the Odyssey app as well. As long as
1: you subscribe, that's all we care about. Watch, subscribe.
0: subscribe. That's right. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Well said, Daryl. Well said. It's always game day in Cleveland. Thank you, Meredith.